it's weird. Like you don't sort of hold, you know, someone's baby up and say, me and my girlfriend just had this baby. (laughs) 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 I imagine you did. Welcome to The Deep Drop, the fishing podcast that asks a few tricky questions and answers them in a way that sometimes makes sense, sometimes doesn't. Sometimes we just sit on the fence and we just we just roll with it. I'm Luke McCredden and Adam Ring, you are with me as always, mate. Do we need to muck around or do we just jump right in? No, let's jump right in. I'm ready to go. How far is too far with Sounders? What a question to start off the podcast. How far is too far with Sounders? Because we have seen one of the biggest technological leaps in fishing in the last two years with Sounders. We've had side scan, down scan, structure scan. We've now got live target. We've got live imaging. It's basically an ultrasound underwater that you're watching live (laughs) on a screen and it has been massively controversial luke especially in the tournament scene as we've seen with barra fishing and also with cod fishing in those tournament scenes where they're basically there are anglers cruising up the river and not casting until they can see a fish live on their active target or the equivalent to some of the other ones. There's a few different names it goes by. But is it cheating? I've got a really simple answer. No, it's not. It's not cheating. Gee, I mean, throwing the cheating world around is a bit heavy. Word around is a bit heavy, isn't it? Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm open to you elaborating a bit more on the uh, on the no answer because I, I'm not... By, <laughs> By the way, I'm not saying it is, but I'm I'm just intrigued with this. I mean, you're across sounders and electronics more than I am. I'm, I'm going to put that out there straight away, Ads. But I also feel like I feel like you and I were sort of have been on this journey with sounders. Um, we worked in a tackle shop once upon a time, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And we had a wall of sounders that the best you could probably get was six or seven inch. And yep. Lucky to be colour. Um, and Yeah, that's right. Colour was a big then, deal. Then it just sort of was every season, you know, reps would drop by hard. and go, here's what's new. And it was impossible to keep up with. I gave up, hence why I don't know much about yep. them anymore. <laughs> and oh, no, and to a point, <laughs> I did as well. It got way too hard to keep up with. And before we know it, we're X amount of years down the track and we're talking about watching TV on the sounder until, like you say, people aren't putting a cast in until they've seen the fish, not just a fish, the fish they want to actually hook, which is phenomenal. Yep. It's, it's phenomenal. And look, I'll, I'll put my hand straight up and say I haven't had a play around or been on a boat and had some experience with the what we're calling... I don't know active targets, one name or live scan or whatever. Yeah, but from what I've seen um, from people showing me videos of their their own sounder shots and screen, it is just amazing. So I suppose not to get too overawed um, by it all and, and go back to the question of how far is too far and and is it cheating? I mean, 
I think that uh, the one thing I would say about it, it, how far is too far, for me, it's tech. Tech's never going to stop. Tech's going to evolve as long as we're alive. And so, so to say something like, is it too far, is probably a bit harsh because let's be honest, when we were first pulling out a flip phone, which was one of the greatest achievements of the human race, we thought, where do they go from here? And that was before there was an iPad or a touchscreen phone or, or you know what I mean? So I don't think, yeah. like, how far is too far? Who knows? Who knows what will be next? It's 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 kind of hard to think about what could be next after looking at these amazing monitors and what and what the the scanners are producing. But there will be something. Um, my only my only concern is, um, you know, back to sort of your point about is it cheating or is it is it is it making it too easy? Is it is it yeah. making is it is it creating a lazy angler, Adam? Well. If that was the question, yes, I would say hundred <laughs> percent. And that was yeah. and that was one of the little asterisks that I was going to allude to. So in a comp setting, the reason I say it's I shouldn't say cheating. Cheating is probably harsh. It's a heavy word. Why yeah, well, why it would be <laughs> frowned upon. I yeah. get it. I get it. But and now listen, I haven't played around with live scope. And to be honest, I'm really not that interested in it if that makes sense mm. but for those who i've spoken to that use them it it's not as easy as just dropping a like a pole in the water with a transducer and just finding efficient casting there is a bit of an art form to using it well then fuck it i'm out yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's already too uh, hard it's already gold too hard. <laughs> Gold, because trying to translate where you're pointing the transducer to what's actually being sort of translated on the screen are two completely different things. And I honestly would think it'd be boring as batshit. <laughs> like the whole po- the whole point of fishing and the whole point of learning about it and being obsessed with it and enthralled in it is that constant learning of it and then just when you think you've got it nutted out something changes and just drops you down a peg mm. fishing such a humbling existence and i just don't see how that could be exciting mm. cruising up a river somewhere and just staring at the screen moving a transducer around trying to find one fish to have a cast at and the other thing too, the technology is so unbelievably good. It's been unbelievably good for a long time. And how many times mm. have you pulled up on the mud in Port Phillip Bay, not sounding a thing and had the best snapper session of your life? You're definitely. not seeing everything that's there. Definitely, definitely. I, I, to your point about being boring, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and I'm not saying that everyone that uses this sort of technology is having a boring time. Uh, they're, they're using it for a reason, They're you know, and they're doing it well probably. But... Isn't a big part of fishing that element of the unknown? You know, you've you've put in some homework about lures that you need in a particular area. Um, you're in a you're in a river chasing Murray cod, right? You're looking. You've got you've got the arsenal. You've got the rod reel lures. Your, your line class is spot on. You feel like your knots are great. Now you've got to put them in the water and start banging out casts. You know, snags look good. There should be fish there. There should be fish. Isn't that all part of it? Banging out those casts, thinking any cast, the next cast could be a metery. Yep. 
So, yep. you know, and, and it doesn't matter if you've put in 200 casts. We've all done it. We've all had days where we've put in hundreds of casts and caught one or two fish. But isn't, yep. isn't it that, that that one you do get or that or that hit you do get that you just go, this is why we do it. Yeah. And I can see I can see this thing being highly addictive to the point where all of that goes out the window. Because you know, I I liked when I first heard about it, when I first started seeing the footage, I was one of the ones that liked to sit back and go, All right, maybe it's the last piece of the puzzle. Like, I know cruising up a river that that snag looks like that it should hold a fish. Mm. And then you put in 12 casts and nothing happens. But then you go and see some of the footage from Active Target, Live Scope, whatever, and fish that fish will constantly come out of the snag and look at your lure but not eat it. So you're using the wrong lure or the wrong presentation. So you tie something else on, cast in, fish eats it, and you're like, all right. That seems like a great way to, you know, add knowledge. Mm. Don't settle for the one thing that you're casting. But at the same time, I could see it becoming so incredibly addictive mm. that you would it wouldn't be fishing. You would you'd be on the water for six hours and maybe have ten casts. Yeah, but, but back to your snag thing and changing lures. You do aren't you doing that anyway? Like if you're fishing a spot yeah, that you but, think you, you've got a you've got a feeling should be a good spot, and you know you've even on a basic sounder, for example, or you just know that you've pulled a couple of fish here before. If you're not getting them on a particular plastic, you're changing that color out, or you're putting a hard body on, or you're putting a vibe on, or whatever it is. I think you're doing that anyway. Yeah, but you're not you're not doing it with the same enthusiasm as what you would be if you knew something was happening. Yep. So I can I can go up into a river in Gippy chasing brim and put on a bloodworm wriggler, my all-time favorite brim plastic, and cast it 15 times at a snag thinking there has to be fish here and nothing happens. Yeah. Change the color, throw two half-ass casts and go, ah, oh, there's no fish here. Put the bloodworm back on and go to the next <laughs> snag. Because <laughs> like, you do, you, get, you just get obsessed with the stuff that works for you. So, so to go Confidence back to... Confidence is a huge thing. Oh, it is. We know that. We speak about it a lot. To go back to the emotional side of it, though, um, if, if that addiction kicks in and that's all you do, right? So you hit the water at the right time, you go to the, the right places, but then you're just waiting till you see something. You see it, you throw a couple of baits at it, you hook up, you land it. Is there the same excitement? I mean, I'm probably asking. I, well, I'm I probably asking different oh, yeah. questions here. We might be going off the topic, but I mean, is it like a yes? Got it. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know because I, I haven't used. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. I don't know because I haven't used it. But yeah, that. But that's why it doesn't necessarily appeal to me on that level because. A, I'm in a kayak, so I'd have more dollars worth of electronics <laughs> on the thing than I would the price of the kayak. And mm. maybe it doesn't appeal to me because I haven't been on a boat to see it in in action. But there's there's something there's something about that feeling of pulling up to that snag, going, "Oh, this looks good." Yeah. And yeah. the disappointment, the disappointment of not pulling something, yeah, just skyrockets when too. you pull one off the next snag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, and it's probably it's probably a you know. A romantic way of looking about it, but I think maybe that's what fishing is. Maybe we're being a bit old fuddy duddies, Adam. Now that we're uh, you know entering well, our later, I yeah, I don't know. 
Because ultimately, getting back to the question, I don't think it should be classed as cheating or unfair or, hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's <laughs> it's evolving so quick. <laughs> you either, you know, you get up with it or you just put up and shut up, I reckon. Nah, fair call, fair call. Let, we should wrap that one up there. How far is too far with Sounders ads? What's your final call on it? Uh, there's no too far. Nah. Just try and keep up and enjoy the ride. As far as it needs to go, try and keep up. Love it. Why don't we fish lighter to enjoy each species longer? Yeah, good one. Good question, this. Because oh, straight off the bat, I love going light. I love fishing light and having, having a bit of fun with, with whatever species it is, really. But it's a good question because we've got a lot of species in this southern part of Australia, whether it be offshore, tuna, kingfish, um, even snapper in some parts, uh, and the inshore species too, that depending on what your outlook is of the day and what you want to achieve for the day, um, you could have just a crazy stupid session on super light gear and have the time of your life. The question about why don't we is I think what it comes down to is the results and what people want to achieve out of their days fishing. And I think, you know, I think a really good example ads would be southern bluefin tuna. It's been a, a hot one down in the southern part of the country for the last few years. We've got these amazing size tuna of, let's just for the sake of it, call it 10 to 15 kilos that we still catch on 24 kilo gear. And, and, and reel them in really easily. And that's fine because ultimately a lot of people out there want to catch a feed and why not? Great, great species to do that. My question on top of the question at hand would be, you've done that, you've got one, have a bit of fun. Time to pull out the, uh, realistically, you can go as light as you want. Time to pull that gear out, start chucking around some little medals or something and just have the time of your life. Why don't we do it more? I don't really know. What What are your thoughts on it? I am really passionate about this question <laughs> because, to be honest, it drives me fucking mad because I can't help but think that anywhere else in the country, right, so we've had an unbelievable bluefin tuna fishery for 10 years. Mm. And when it, I was lucky enough, well, I think we both were, Luke. We were both lucky enough to be working in a tackle shop when this thing boomed. It was in... Incredible! All of a sudden, we're selling game gear hand over fist. Oh. There's stories of people catching jumbo tuna, getting emptied on 37 kilo gear. Yeah. Um, because at that time, you could only catch those fish at the shelf at Portland. Yep. Then, all well, now fast forward, here we are today, where they're on our front doorstep, basically out of Western Port and Port Phillip Heads. Yeah. I can't help but think if that fishery booms like that anywhere else in the country. After those first few years where everyone just wanted to catch them and thought, oh, it's game fishing. I have to have 24 kilo gear. We should have seen an explosion in tackle being sold in that 8 to 10 kilo range. Mm. Because though we've had unbelievable seasons on jumbo tuna, they're exactly that. They're seasons. They're not there all the time. They're not there all the time. So... You're in the middle of winter in a crazy bluefin bite and everyone's towing around 24 kilo tackle just in case there's a barrel around. I don't get it. 
Mm. I, but I think I know the answer. Mm. Because everyone wants to be the flog that puts up a hundred kilo fish hanging from a gantry. <laughs> it's just it's just being honest. We spoke about in a in a very early episode of the Deep Drop ads that what defines a barrel tuna. And we spoke about it at length and and I think during that conversation there might have been mention of the fact that if it's not a barrel, if it's not a hundred kilos, it's not worth mentioning. Yep. But this is where I can't help but think that Victoria and even New South Wales in part are behind the eight ball as far as the rest of the country goes. I feel like there's um, parts of of our friends up north in Queensland and WA that would have embraced the fact that there's plenty of fish here, let's pull out the brim gear and, and just went to town on it. And it's, you know, uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that you're so accurate, sadly enough, that it's, uh, it's that thing of they just want that big fish to put a photo up and hang it off the gantry and tell their mates about um, how awesome they are. Personally, yep. fuck that. Let's have some fun. Yep. I know. And listen, every, everyone who catches one of those big fish has a right to keep it, hang it up. I'm, I'm, all, for, I'm all for that. But there just seems to be this stigma around just this giant cock measuring contest when it comes to <laughs> this unbelievable fishery. Like, mm. you, So you can go and slug it out for anywhere between half an hour and two and a half hours on these big fish, right? Or what if what if I said you could go out for a day on ten kilo gear, catch eight tuna, ten tuna, have an absolute ball. If you don't angle them properly, that fight could take twenty minutes. Mm. But if you learn how to if you learn how to fight them and angle them and control the gear and control the boat, you could catch five times as many. Not to mention normally normally would. Not to mention enjoyment factor. And and you and I have been on boats together over the years when you're whether you're casting, trolling, whatever it is, and you hook up and you're purposely using light gear. You're purposely there to put shit on your mate as they're getting absolutely railed on four, five, six, ten kilo gear, whatever it is, on a fish that has no right to be hooked up on that light gear. <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate the, sque- the squealing from grown men that I've heard in just excitement and, and just joy, it, like that's what I, that's the part of it I don't get. Like what, what, so when, did it, when did it become a chore and a job to go out catching offshore blue tuna or whatever it is? Like yeah. where did, where, at what point did we forget that, hey, guys, let's have a bit of fun with this and let's just cast out little medals and see how we go. First person to hook up, let's clear the deck and just let's watch you go to work. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's it's just a strange thing. I've got another little spin on it too. We, you you know we we've spoken about the egotistical side of it and all that. What happened to? Have we forgotten about the IGFA records and that sort of thing? Because isn't there a perfect opportunity here to go? All right, let's go with the um, legitimate gear and um, requirements needed, and let's get one on two kilo for a record. Or let's get one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's almost not spoken about much anymore. And given the amount of fish when they're coming through these these, you know, we'll call it offshore, but it's inshore, really. Like these, some of these fish are in, you know, fifteen, eighteen meters of water off Bowen Heads, for example, which is literally like it's it's inshore waters off the off, off that part. What what happened to someone thinking about that? There are a lot of fish that go through there, and and yes, there you can't really. I mean, you could probably pick a size based on spotting a school or something, but ultimately, like you, you could get a record um, if if that's what you're in for, if that's what you're up for. Yep, and I reckon the internet's been another thing that's done away with 
IGFA records for one reason. So in order to claim an IGFA record, A, you have to be a member of a game club. There's probably as small amount of them around as there ever has been. So you've got to be a member of a game club, Mm. which means they want you to go to all the meetings, they want you to do this. Then you've got to make sure that you're... Yawn. Your double, your double, yeah, your double to hook is the required length. Uh. You've got to send it away to get tested and looked at, or you can catch an eight kilo fish on a hundred and thirty pound gear, sit in a chair and skip it in, and then at the end of it, hold it, hold it up and put it on social media, and thousands of people think this is the best dude ever. Mm. What? Do you, why, why would you bother with a record? Because that. The old IGFA record book was the social media of its time. You got the records and you saw your name on it going, hell yeah, I'm King Dingling. Now you just put it on Facebook. I I just think you've answered it. I just think you've answered it perfectly and beautifully, Adam. Well done. Um, (laughs) You know, just to to finish there, I reckon, I'm just making this call, um, you know, this is the Deep Drop podcast if people want to reference this one day. I reckon there'll be a resurgence in the excitement and enthusiasm around IGFA records at some point in the near future because other shit will get old and it'll be like, what can yep. we go to? This is something that's set up. I want to put my, na- put my name into the history books. I'm just saying. Do, do you know when that'll happen? No. <laughs> it'll, no, <laughs> no it'll, it'll happen. No, it'll happen when, A, there's an easier way to claim the record and it's, yeah, it's digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in so a lazy whether, digital... Whether it be... Yeah, whether it be some funky app that I haven't seen yet app. or something something where all of a sudden you're now connected to the whole world in essentially the world's biggest fishing competition and it's just people trying to one-up each other. That actually sounds really cool because there will be <laughs> something in place that you can look at live going, I held a record for about 15 seconds and then some... You know, old mate over in Nova Scotia just yes. knocked me off by five hundred grams. And then, how cool would that be, mate? Uh, can can you write this down? We're going to patent this idea as soon as this episode's done. That is magnificent. You can create you you can create your own leagues. It's like the NBA league pass of fishing. <laughs> you can chat. You can get in chats. Oh, mate, some of the banter with the banter. old mate from Yugoslavia. <laughs> Where was he from? Nova Scotia. <laughs> same same. <laughs> Oh, I think that's a thing. I reckon we should uh, write that down, Luke. Okay. <laughs> Can you hold a mate's fish for a photo? Can you hold a mate's fish for a photo? I think I'm kind of a little bit embarrassed <laughs> that we have to answer this, Luke, because <laughs> it's never okay. <laughs> No way. It is never okay to hold a mate's fish. Now, I've heard every excuse under the sun. It's a team effort. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) The dude, the dude that's on the rod claims the fish Mm. and you can claim whatever you want. It's just the way it is. It's also weird. It it is weird. weird. It's weird. Like you don't. Sort of hold, you know, someone's baby up and say, "Me and my girlfriend just had this baby." (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you did. (laughs) Do you? You know, it's weird. (laughs) What are you doing with that? Put it down. (laughs) That's right. Give it back to its rightful owners. (laughs)
Oh, just... oh, Luke, can you do that? Can you do the next the next mate that you've got that has a baby? Can you do me a favor? Just take a selfie with a child and pop it up on social media. Go <laughs> get one. Just land it. Guess what happened? <laughs> just quick, just ducked out for an Arvo spin. Had a baby. Had a baby. <laughs> you need, who would have thought? It's a cracker. Anyway, but I I, can, I cannot think of a scenario. Where it's okay to hold your mate's fish. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Devil's advocate. It's not solo holding it, but here's where I will accept some assistance in holding it. If you've caught a big fucking wahoo or something crazy like that, where they're about 11 meters long, uh, sailfish wahoo, you know, that sort of thing. If you want to jump on the end and hold the tail while old mate's got the body and, you know, he's in the, he's in the, that, that's okay because you can't hold it on your own. Like, let's be honest. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out that's the only thing i'm just trying to you know we in this podcast we try and we try and see Not both sides question. but this is a very one-sided <laughs> question this is a very very heavily one-sided question but um Mate, the, the only the only way i can think of that it's okay for you to hold your mate's fish is if your mate's got no arms <laughs> well, how do you bring the fish in it doesn't matter <laughs> electric reels he yeah. Pecked it with his nose to wind it in. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Can you hold a mate's fish for a photo? It's an absolute no. Yeah, I was going to say, well, apart from all the bullshit that I just spun, what, what you, you're going with no, yeah? Well, of course I'm going with no. What do you think? Yeah, you can't. You can't hold your mate's fish. <laughs> and, a, and don't even think about doing it and then submitting it to a magazine or something. That's like... Oh. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's a... Different kind of it's worse. Yeah, that's a different level yeah. of felony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And and even if the little caption underneath says, you nah. know, <laughs> this fish may or may not have been caught by the angler present. <laughs> nah, you can't put a little no no, no excuses. No copy in the world under that photo is going to do it. Redeem yourself for that. It's no. an absolute no. Don't even think about it. Put the fish down. Give it back to its rightful owner. And then you know what you can do after that. You can go and subscribe to the Deep Drop Podcast. Yes, you certainly can. And you know what? Actually, also subscribe to Instagram, Deep Drop. Follow up, follow the page. You know what you could do. You know what we could do. You know what you could do out there. If you've, on actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Now say it. You have to now. You've gone the point of no return. You have to because because I've got something else that you could do, but I want to hear yours first. If you've got a mate who is a serial fish holder of not his fish or her fish, let's call them out. Call them out on. Oh, call them out. Well, you know what I thought. Tag your mate who's a bloody put me fish down. Yeah, well what what I thought you could do is if you don't catch any fish to hold one up and you have to resort to holding your mate's fish, mm. maybe you can get a photo taken with you with your phone or iPad with the after you've hit the subscribe button to the deep drop <laughs> podcast. Yeah. That's gotta be That's worth not something. Bad. That'll be worth yeah. something. If we had merch flood, we'd flood, send it to Flood the them. Instagram page with your your little selfies or photos with you holding your subscription to the Deep Drop podcast yeah. like it is a prized fish. Tag us in it. We'll share it on our stories. We'll, we'll share that, love. I'm happy with that. That's good. Well done. That'd be funny. All right. Well, that's good. That's us. That's a that's a wrap. That's us. Put your mate's yeah, we'll fish down for God's note. sake. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to the Deep Drop. We'll, uh, there's plenty more. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast. It's free. 
uh, and you'll get notifications whenever a new episode gets put out there into the ether. Adam, uh, big thank you to our special guest question reader tonight, Ads, Sophia Van Dorn, who is the graphic designer and co-founder over at Loose Media. Uh, if you need any assistance out there with social media and graphic design, anything in that digital space, head over to loosemedia.com.au, check it out, get in touch. That will get sorted for you. Um, I think we uh, we leave it alone and, and get back into it for another episode next time around. Yep. Hit us with your feedback. We'd like to know the your answers to all these questions because they are our opinions only. Yes, yes, well said. 